0: Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space, I'm Masood Raja, and today I just briefly wanted to talk about a slightly philosophical and maybe a bit polemical topic, and that is about how can we go about our life where we can dare to think critically and act differently. And because of my experience in so many different varied classes, my reading, my own research work, this question of daring to think differently and act differently has become deeply prominent in my teaching, but also in my praxis. And I think it is important for all of us to figure out what daring means, right? And how do we think differently in a more complex way? And how do we act differently in a more complex way, right? And in order to do that, in order to train ourselves to do that, we have to first, you know, ask ourselves different from what, right? And daring under what circumstances and how. So I thought I should share my thoughts about this, in today's episode uh, because these are some of the things that I think about as a scholar, as a professor, as a teacher, as well as as a human being. And maybe uh, these thoughts can prompt you to think on your own in so many different ways, but also to share your ideas with me and make me wiser, right, and uh, teach me something new. So let's start from what do I mean by daring, right? So Oxford English Dictionary defines it as adventurous or audaciously bold. That's when we use it as an adjective. And when we use daring as a noun, it's being bold and audacious, And if we think about being audacious, right, it is about being someone who knows, who knows of the risks involved, right, in a speech act or in a political act. And who also knows that it might harm him or her if they said something or did something, but feel the urge to say it or do it and they also understand that it would imperil them if they spoke against a policy or against an idea, but they go ahead and do that. That, to me, is an act of daring, right? Because knowing that you could be harmed if you made a statement or if you took a stand, but doing it anyway absolutely will be an act of daring. So. What that implies is that behind every act of daring has to be an intention, right? It cannot just be an inadvertent action, right? There has to be an intention. There has to be an understanding of what is right and what is wrong and what you're standing with and why, right? So if we are going to be daring, the problem is we all always idealize it as an individual act, right? Right? But in the contemporary society, no matter where you live, the individual, even though we are forced to be individualistic, is the weakest link of the web that is humanity. Right? To be daring is great, right? but to do that in solidarity with others is what will make it something transformative. Right? And And to build those solidarities then is to go and reach out to people and find out, you know, which cause do you want to fight for. So in my mind then, being daring also then involves not just being adventurous, but in aligning yourself with the cause of the people, of course, against the dominant groups, against the dominant power. Or if you're a leader... Right, or a politician to take a stance on something that might be very, uh, what you call it, not popular or which goes against the norm. Right, if you're a scholar, an act of daring to me would be daring to say something that no one is saying, right, or daring to challenge the norm, or daring to think beyond the binaristic structure in which we are expected to work. So if if I were to take an example from my own life, a few years ago, you know, I am from Pakistan, and I grew up with all the ramifications of having a nationalistic identity grounded within my region, but also in my national history and consciousness. I was at a public talk in Pakistan, and I realized that I could not constrain my thoughts into that nationalistic model. There was some question about India. And you know how in India and Pakistan, the questions are always you know, with reference to the other, and the other is always terrible and bad. And I found myself saying, look, we have exhausted this option of demonizing each other. We have been at it for 70 years. We have fought three wars over it. We have constant border skirmishes. And yes, we have our political, highly subjectivized differences, highly politicized differences. But what would be an act of daring for a scholar or for a politician would be to say, I want to imagine a world in which these two nations can come together and resolve their issues. But if I want to be more daring and adventurous, I would say why not down the road 50 years from now let's sit together and say can we go back and have a confederacy two sovereign nations but with a centralized system whatever they were fighting for during the independence movement right? and have a regional confederacy India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan all coming together and saying let's have a United States of South Asia Now, that would be daring thought. And, you know, people would point to you and tell you the impossibilities of it and all, and that's okay because, you know, every new idea or every daring idea is daring because of its impossibility. But think of it, if a thousand of us, hundreds of us journalists, scholars, activists started writing about this, started talking about this, started making it into something to be taught, something to be thought about, and that thought will then open the doors, you know, for practical action. Now, I'm not necessarily being an idealist here. Thought, for me, coming from Freire, is reflection, right? And it is absolutely always connected to praxis. So we think, we write, and then we go and change people's minds. And that to me would be an act of daring scholarship, an act of daring existence in this world, because you're actually trying to change things, right? So on a general level, then we all live in a world which is defined by its opposites, defined by binary structures. We are always part of an in-group. There is always an out-group. The easiest way of life is to align with se- yourself with a dominant in-group, right? Follow the logic of their expectations and you will rise higher within that group. A daring act would be to try to transform the group, its structure, from within but also to sometimes stand up and say, okay, I have grown up with you, these are my primordial ties, but I am going to go and stand with that group over there, because they are being oppressed, and I think as a human being it's my responsibility to stand side by side with them. So that kind of a daring act would then transform you as a person, but also will connect you to a larger change in solidarity with other human beings. So these are Of course, you know, great acts that we imagine. So another thing that we keep in mind is when we think of daring, we also think of these colossal things that we can do. But as humans, as individuals, mostly isolated from others, right? I think the most important and the most daring act that we can perform is to think ourselves differently, right? To always... Dare to ask myself what are my assumptions about this thing, about faith, about politics, about other people, and to put those, you know, under strict questioning. Right? Because that act of daring, actually, even though it sounds small, is actually one of the most perilous acts can you can do. Because the edifice of yourself may look strong, but it's fragile. It's built on Assumptions that can be tweaked, that can be challenged. And if you put them to test yourself, right, then the danger is that you are shattering that whole structure of self. But what will come out of it if you restructure it, if you broaden it and change it, would be a self that is larger, that is more magnanimous, right, that can have compassion, that can deal with others as equals, right? Think of it if you have a religious ideology and believe your religion is perfect and knows everything, and then that allows you to judge others and think they are doomed or they are going to hell, right? If your identity is built on that, if you were to put the question of your own faith under test... And then look at other people and see how sincere they are in their religion or non-religion and reach a point where you could realize, fine, you know, I practice this religion. But look at these people. They are equally as sincere in their worship. They are equally as honest, compassionate. So why cannot I be friends with them? Right? instead of my structure of faith and belief system pre-deciding for me that I cannot interact with these people a questioning of the self, a daring act you know, would enable me to reach out to people that I would otherwise not even talk to now if we go to daring and courage and scholarship all of these little things apply are you going to publish and write and teach the hackneyed materials that everyone works on and look at them from the same point of view that is, you know, privileged, that is in vogue? Or are you going to go and say, uh, you know, this way of reading Conrad is different. I'm going to read it differently and write about it. And maybe it would imperil my career. Maybe people would laugh at me. But... The idea is to dare to think about a canonical text differently. You say it's a great novel. I'm going to go and suggest, no, it's not a great novel. Formalistically, maybe it is, but in terms of the current contemporary world, if I teach this novel uncritically, people will internalize certain racial stereotypes about Africa. So I'm going to teach the novel, but I'm going to teach it from the point of view of how does it normalize racism, right? That's a little act of daring. You are pushing against the dominant strain within that field of study, but the outcomes could be huge for your students and for people you interact with. Another form of daring activity as a scholar, of course, is to do public work, right? Life is easier in academia. In the academy. You know, I can just sit in my office and write my papers about great poems and great plays and retire at 65 and have a wonderful life. But as an academic, as a professor, as a teacher, if I commit myself to the world outside, to the causes of my students, to the minority causes in your own culture, wherever you live, to the causes of women, then your scholarship would be geared towards writing about those issues. But when the time comes, when your students, when women in your culture or other people, racial, ra- uh, racial minorities, ethnic minorities, you know, caste minorities, when they are fighting for their rights outside the teaching machine, right? you will then dare to stand in solidarity with them. Now, that act of daring, that act of activism would truly be then an act of revolution because you have reflection and praxis coming together to perform some real acts in life. So these are some of my thoughts on, you know, on daring to do things differently, different from the norm, whatever norm is established, may it be cultural, may it be religious, political, academic, right? So the first step would be to know what the norm is and what's your place in it, right? And the second step would be, yeah, if I maintain that space in it, I could excel, I could rise higher. But what if I align myself with the cause of those who are being unjustly isolated, sidelined because of the very system in which I'm thriving, right? That thinking would then let you move outwards with compassion and care, in solidarity with people who may not be part of your group at the cost of maybe your own rise within the logic of the career that you have chosen. And that, to me, would be, you know, a daring act as a scholar or as a human being, as an individual. It may not bring you many material benefits, but at the end of the day, after you've lived all your life and are looking back at it, you will be able to tell yourself, you know, I momentarily or throughout my life, once or twice, did something that wasn't just for me, did something for a cause greater than myself in solidarity with those who were being oppressed, right? Who were being isolated. And who welcomed me so that I could stand with them in solidarity and try to change things. Trust me, that would matter to you in the end. That's all for these scattered thoughts. I hope you find some value in these. Um, As always, I'll be happy to address any questions, anything that you would like to add to this conversation. Just send me your comments and I would try to address them. I am so very grateful that you take the time to listen to me and hear me speak about these things. I will now come back with something new in the future. Until then, take care, be safe, and as always, peace and love.